Welcome to Season 5, Episode 7 of Fire Away, Rudner Law's online show focused on the employment law issues that matter to you. My name is Brittany Taylor. I am an employment lawyer, a partner at Rudner Law, and your host of this episode of Fire Away. Fire Away streams live online every month, and if you missed an episode or want to watch one again, they are always available on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, LinkedIn, and our website. Today, I'm joined by Rudner Law's own Nadia Zaman. We're going to be talking about a great project Nadia recently started, which is a LinkedIn newsletter called Secret Sauce for Success, sharing stories from women lawyers to help you relate, connect, learn, and be inspired. We're going to talk about the project and answer some of the questions ourselves. The tables will finally be turned, and Nadia will be telling us about her secret sauce for success. So let's get right into it. Hi, Nadia. Thanks so much for being here with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Brittany. Well, let's jump right in because I'm really excited to to talk about this project because I just I love reading your your newsletter whenever it comes up. So tell me about the newsletter. Why did you just why did you start it? So what I've found is that a lot of the times um, when people think of lawyers, there's distinct distinction often made between males and females a lot of the times when people are thinking of who to refer work to um, sometimes there will be more referrals given to let's say um, male lawyers as opposed to female lawyers so a lot of great initiatives have come out through that um, where you know there's a, a refer to her network um, there's also another um, program where by which you can actually refer work to women lawyers and there's a list of women lawyers that you can refer work to depending on the practice area so i also thought that it would be interesting to hear from the women lawyers themselves and find out from them who they are what their story is learn a bit more about them beyond the legal side of things get a glimpse into who they really are and also learn about their secret sauce for success, you know, their definition of success, um, so that other people can relate to them, you know, learn from them, be inspired, and also connect and grow their network. That's great. I think it's an amazing initiative. I've certainly been really um, impressed with the openness of a lot of the women that you are interviewing in sharing kind of their vulnerabilities and and like you said, their secret sauce for success. Um, so I'm curious, what have you learned through this process? So I kind of anticipated this, but one thing that um, that really interests me is the definitions of success and the secret sauce, right? So we all have different definitions of success and it does evolve over time as well depending on where we are at in life whether it's you know personally or professionally and most people also pave their own paths to success and define and redefine what success means along the way as their needs goals and priorities change and what ends up happening at the end of the day is sometimes we we think that we're alone in this journey you know the things that we face the obstacles we might face we think that it's only happening to us but that's not necessarily true and we're all connected in more ways than than we can imagine so my hope is that you know through that um we can we can share our stories and learn from each other but also connect to each other oh that's great i think you you've 
definitely, I think I've, I've taken that away from the newsletters. It's just this feeling of connection of even some of um, some of the uh, women that you've interviewed, I've, I haven't met personally. And I'm amazed at how connected I feel when I'm reading their stories. So I think you've definitely accomplished that. So you talked a little bit about, you know, I'm hoping that this can bring us together. Is, is there anything like that you're really hoping to to do with this or that comes out of this project for you? Yeah, no, that's that's actually a great question. So I hope these stories, first of all, help bring people together, which I've already mentioned. If someone's having self-doubt or if someone's wondering how to get to the next level, whatever that means for them, I hope they get inspiration from these stories. And I believe and hope that through projects like these, more and more people are going to think of women lawyers to refer work to. Absolutely. I think that's that is a an excellent and amazing goal uh, for this project. And I think it's it it achieves that. Um, I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful initiative. So I'm really excited today because, um, as I, I kind of alluded to in the intro, the tables are finally going to be turned and we're going to learn a little bit more about you and your secret sauce for success, which I think is just going to be awesome. So I'm going to go first with the questions. We're both going to take an opportunity to answer them, but I'm going to start with asking you, Nadia, who I've known for many, many years, who are you? And what is your story? So th thanks a lot, uh, Brittany, and also for your kind comments about the project itself. I really appreciate the support. So first of all, I, I do want to share, and, and I think it's pretty obvious by now, but I am passionate about the work that I do, and I care deeply about the clients whom I serve. Um, I enjoy representing both employers and employees in all aspects of the employment relationship. And I would say in particular, I enjoy advocating on behalf of employees and positively impacting their working lives, as well as providing strategic and proactive advice to employers to complying with and minimizing liability. And it's incredibly fulfilling for me to be building those with my clients through empathy and understanding and helping them navigate through complex workplace problems and obtaining the best results possible. Now, empathy runs deep in employment law matters. So when I'm advising an employee who lost their job or someone who's dealing with workplace harassment, being able to empathize is not only human, but also allows the other person to open up more. And I strongly believe that my upbringing has a huge role to play in who I am today. My parents raised me and my sister with a lot of love and affection, as well as uh, gave us a lot of time and, you know, took time to understand what we were going through or what we needed at each stage as we were going growing up. And I realized this more now after becoming a parent myself. Um, as you know, I have a very active, almost four-year-old. So I think at the end of the day, when I talk about, you know, who I am and what my story is, it's not just about me. Uh, the person that I am today is largely because of the people uh, supporting me. And that includes my family, friends, uh, clients, uh, colleagues, and my network. And I'm incredibly grateful for each and every one of them. And that includes you, B. Um, um, you know, um, so, so yeah, so that's sort of a glimpse into um, 
who I am. And in, in terms of the story, I mean, I kind of talk about the story in my bio. So if anyone's interested, um, you can definitely check out our firm website. My bio's there or my LinkedIn profile has more information there as well. But I think I, I knew I wanted to be a law uh, or study law or, or be a lawyer from a from a younger age. I didn't know exactly which area of the law I wanted to do, but employment law definitely spoke to me. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to practice it every day now. So, Brittany, uh, let me ask you this now. Um, who are you and what's your story? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> so it's interesting because for, for me, um, I did not at all grow up aspiring to be a lawyer. It, it was not even a, a thought in my head that that was something I would pursue. I thought for sure I was going to be a comic book artist um, or some type of animator or something like that. Um, I actually did a double major in English and classical studies in undergrad. My deal with my dad was if I got a university degree, then I could go to college for animation and he would help me pay for it. But by the time I finished my undergrad, I was so done with school. So I was not I was not ready to go right into college. So just by that kind of fluke happenstance of me saying, you know what, I'm not ready, I want to work for a bit, fully still intending to go to college uh, for animation at some point, I actually ended up getting a job in, uh, in an in-house legal department as just kind of an administrative assistant. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I liked, I found the work interesting. This was a kind of a corporate law side of things, but I, I found the work interesting. But I also found the lawyers to be very, very interesting people and much different than I had always assumed lawyers would be. I kind of always thought of lawyers as like these really serious, severe people whose entire identity was their job and that's all they could talk about and that's, that's, that's that was it. And um, meeting these these people in this in this in-house department who just had incredibly diverse personalities, um, you know, interests outside of work that they were happy to share and bring into the work environment. And just like really, really lovely, um, intelligent, inspiring people that totally changed my perspective on who, what a lawyer is, who can be a lawyer, um, and what the law is all about. So it, it really, really inspired me. And I was fortunate to have some fantastic mentors uh, that just kind of saw that I wasn't in my end job that this was not somewhere that I could stay long term and I guess recognized um, some potential in me uh, to be a lawyer and encouraged me to go to law school to to take the LSAT just you know little things here and there like just take the LSAT see how you do gently prodding me uh, towards this this future of a, of a legal career. And then Nadia, as you know, and, and as is in my bio, I ended up summering and articling at a large Bay Street law firm. And that's where I fell in love with employment law. It, it definitely wasn't on my radar. Uh, I didn't know really anything about employment law. I think I'd taken one course in um, law school at that point on employment law. But again, it was the people that it just I loved the lawyers in that group. I found the work incredibly interesting. I loved working with the clients um, and the diversity of the clients that we were working with. Uh, it was all 
corporate side at that point. I wasn't working with employees yet, um, but it was still just very, very interesting because we were working with just a real variety of um, of sizes of employers, uh, from startups to really, really you know international corporations. So it, that's kind of my my story of how I ended up here. It definitely, uh, I think, less traditional, but. Nadia, one of the best things that I've learned from from reading your newsletter is that it actually this idea of this traditional path, it, it really doesn't exist. It's this fallacy uh, that I don't know where it came from, <laughs> particularly for me. I don't know where I got this idea. But reading the newsletter has been really, really um, interesting for me to see like how other people came to the law and recognizing that not everybody, you know, at the age of six was like, yep law that's going to be it for me yeah no for sure it's it's always very interesting and even for me i didn't know that i wanted to be an employment lawyer it was only when i was um working um at, at a, a basery firm where you know i got a chance to dabble in different practice areas i realized that you know employment law was the one that i wanted to go with um and it's always difficult because I, I feel like when you're outside of the law, it's very hard to figure out like what lawyers do on a day to day basis. So I feel like um, for you, for example, like having that firsthand experience, seeing the lawyers um, in front of you and seeing also like that they have these outside personalities uh, that probably um, was was something that, you know, got you thinking in terms of, OK, you know what? No, I can actually see myself as a lawyer. Right. Absolutely. And it, it never would have happened if I hadn't had that exposure, which is just amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, we would have maybe not met then, right? So that's, <gasps> that's pretty... Don't oh even. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you the uh, second question first then. So um, what's your definition of success? So this is definitely something that has evolved over time for me. I, I used to think that success was largely connected to financial comfort. Like it, you know, a lot of people talk about accolades, accomplishments. That was kind of always a side thing. I just assumed that, you know, once you started making enough money and then you were comfortable, that would that's what success meant. Um, of course, that is part of it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that's not a factor uh, in, in feeling successful, but it's a much smaller piece of the puzzle than I had thought when I was just starting out or, or particularly when I was much younger and I hadn't even really started working yet. I think success for for me is being proud of my accomplishments every day from the the big things like you know making partner was a huge accomplishment that felt like really achieving success for me but also just the small everyday things like when i clear when i clear out my inbox it it's just you know celebrating that little win and i think the way that you you know you can kind of keep success as part of of your ongoing career and your your ongoing life is to set goals, set new goals, set big goals, set small goals and move towards them because accomplishing those allows you to feel successful and allows you to have kind of a, a benchmark that you create for yourself of what are the things are important that are important to me, what are the things that I want to accomplish. And I think for me, learning to recognize the small things as successes 
really changed my outlook on, you know, am I successful? What is success? Like that, that was the game changer for me. So what about you? I'm curious to know what is your definition of success? So I, I would say my definition of success is ever evolving um, because at each stage of my life, my wants and needs slightly shift. And I think similar to you, I, um, I also used to think that with respect to success, it meant like hitting certain benchmarks, uh, right? Like uh, ticking off certain boxes um, and it, it would include a variety of things. You know, it could um, include, okay, uh, being financially uh, stable to a certain extent, you know, um, being known as someone who's good in what you do. Uh, right to like internally and, and also externally. Um, and when I say internally, I mean like within your industry, um, but also externally, right? Um, and, and things like that. But uh, what I realized is that um, there's there's a lot more to that, uh, similar to what you said. Uh, but currently success to me, I think the way that I would define it is the ability to do the kind of work I love doing um, which, which is of course, like, you know, helping employers and employees, but simultaneously feeling fulfilled and, and that's professionally and personally. Right. So in, in terms of doing the work, you know, obviously you need to also have a life outside of work because otherwise it's not really sustainable. Um, so making sure that you're able to do the things you love outside of work as well, but also feeling fulfilled while you're um, at work. And that keeps changing um, as you're like growing over time, right? So um, initially, you know, uh, success would be, okay, maybe you got like a great win for a client. Yeah, that can feel successful. Clearing out your inbox, that's, you know, another thing that can feel successful, but that's on completely different ends right but the more you celebrate the smaller successes i think um the, the better it is for you along the journey that's what i have found because otherwise it can it can feel like wait like what did i achieve today like what did i do right. today right so the smaller wins really help absolutely couldn't agree more so let me uh let me ask you this uh, now um what what would be your secret sauce for success? I think it's something that you've already touched on, which is letting go of what you think success should look like and examining what actually makes you happy, what actually makes you feel fulfilled. Um, I think that it's it's hard. It's, it's a hard uh, thing to do is to sit with yourself and actually examine your needs, your wants, your capabilities and figure out what that what an ideal future looks like for you and it, it, it's really it can be really challenging to detach that from the idea of like you said hitting these benchmarks like by you know my fifth year I'm going to be a senior associate by my seventh year I'll be a partner um, you know like you don't need to achieve those things and particularly on such a strict timeline necessarily in order to to feel successful um, and I think the other part of that is also something that you've mentioned I think we've both talked about this is just not making the job your entire life uh, I think that 
ha- being a well-rounded person with interests and um, friendships and relationships outside of your job make you a better lawyer. They help with empathy, as you highlighted. Um, it allows you to connect with people. And I think that that's crucial, especially in employment law. So what about you, Nadia? This is the moment we've all been waiting for. What is your secret sauce? So, so yeah, I've, I've thought about this and um, I, I think it's pretty similar to um, what, you know, most other people would be saying, like it, it, it can change from time to time. But um, at this point in time, I can say that um, passion, people and perseverance, I think those would be my top three. Um, so th- the first one is, um, you know, I- I'm passionate about the work that I do, um, which I think is fairly obvious and it com- comes across in my work and interactions with um, clients as well as colleagues. And that also helps me um, do things to kind of get out there, like, you know, being active on social media, um, regularly writing and uh, speaking about employment law, including like media interviews. I think all of that kind of is fu- fueled by it. And secondly, in terms of people, as I said um, earlier as well, um, I, I really think I am who I am today and where I am today because of the people in my life who have supported me and continue to support me. So I think that's a really big part in in my journey. Um, and in terms of perseverance, um, I I would say, obviously, you know, people talk about grit all the time, right? Um, You know, and living life like it's a marathon and not a sprint, I think that's really important. So um, I I have this tendency or or used to um, before have this tendency of being like too like, uh, you know, have too much of a tunnel vision. And I think that can actually be um, difficult because um, what ends up happening at the end of the day is if you have too much tunnel vision, then you can't really see the big picture. Um, and that's really important as well. So I think like having changed my mindset around that, like a, a few years back, I think has, has really helped me um, to not just, you know, um, focus on the trees, but also like take a step back and and look at the forest and, you know, think about like, okay, where am I now? Where do I want to go? How do I get there? What should I do? Absolutely. I think it is, you're absolutely right. It, you have to take a step back every once in a while and, and kind of look at what are my broader goals? Uh, what would I like to see? What direction am I heading in? Am I still heading in that direction? Kind of have that check in with yourself every once in a while to make sure that you're not just caught up in the flow of things, right? I think that is really important. So I think we have time for one more. And I I do love this question. I love that you asked this question. And I love the variety of responses that you get to this question. So how do you prioritize peace? Thank you. Yeah, I actually uh, like this question as well. And I think everyone has like different answers for this. For me, um, I think taking time for myself is really important. Um, Obviously, when you are thinking about peace, it, it means different things for different people. Um, for me, it's that sort of like quiet solitude time where you are kind of thinking and focusing on yourself or doing something that you love doing, uh, like making time for your hobbies, 
um, making time for, you know, like focusing on your health, whatever that means. Um, and also, um, the other side to it is uh, saying no when I need to. Um, so I, I know that before I would be like very guilt ridden if I have to say no to someone or something like, oh, you know, like I, I just want to overextend myself. Right. And uh, and that's not really sustainable. Um, and when I when I say this, I mean, like, you know, it's not just um, uh, professionally, but also personally, you know, a lot of the times really great opportunities are going to come to you, but they might not be at the right time or you might already be like too busy um you can always like refer that out to some someone else um instead of you know um driving yourself to the ground with like uh, just like the, the the workload um and personally as well you know there are certain things that you will have to delegate um say no to delegation doesn't really come naturally to me is is what i realized so it is an active effort that I, I do in terms of, you know, delegating certain things and being okay um, if, you know, everything isn't perfect. Like everything doesn't have to be like rainbows and butterflies. Um, and that really helps your sanity at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that is so true. I, I know, I mean, I, I'm with you. A delegation is not something that comes naturally to me. I think a lot of lawyers have that kind of type A personality where you know you just want to manage everything, um, and it, and it is a really difficult thing to give up. But I would agree with you. You know, it, in terms of of this question, I think for me, setting boundaries has been key, and it's, it is the hardest thing for me to learn. Both both, like you said, professionally and personally. Um, and I think the other thing is uh, you kind of touched on this: is everything doesn't have to be perfect. That was something I really had to come to terms with is uh, giving myself some space and some breathing room. So, you know, I, I don't beat myself up if I only worked out once that week, right? Instead I, of doing that, I celebrate the fact that I was able to show up at all, right? And and just things like that, I think, are are have allowed me to feel much more settled and calm and and satisfied um because i'm not giving myself such a hard time <laughs> yeah and i i actually want to add one more thing to that i think um having like colleagues like you right um i think i think really helps and i think you touched on that in in one of your answers right but um really being able to like bounce off ideas off of each other or you know if um like I, I know I, I can always like um, say something to you, like if I if I needed something, right? So, um, and that doesn't even necessarily have to be like relating to legal work per se, right? So I think having um, colleagues who are accommodating and supportive, like I think that's also a huge part of it um, that that comes with prioritizing your your peace. Absolutely. Yeah, I could not agree more. It, it is having the right people around you, I think, is is crucially important. Um, and, you know, particularly people that you can be vulnerable with when the occasion calls for it or when you do actually need help and not treating yourself like an island. Um, you know, that, that we do you do have a team here to support you, um, which is which I think is wonderful. 
Well, that's all the time that we have for season five, episode seven. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know we started a bit late, but thank you so much to everybody who was able to tune in. And thank you so much, Nadia, for joining me today. This was a wonderful discussion. And I think everybody was was really excited to get your take on on these questions. Thank you for having me here. You know, um, there have been a few people who have reached out to me and had asked me to answer my own questions. And I was sort <laughs> of like, you know what? I can't really answer my own questions. Uh, this is more for other people. But when um, you pitched it as, no, no, we'll ask each other questions. I was like, okay, you know what? Okay, that that's something that I can do. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it was great. Okay, so at Rudner Law, we want people to treat their employment relationships as legal relationships and make informed decisions rather than assumptions. I invite you to keep up to date on employment law issues by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, liking our Facebook page, and subscribing to our YouTube channel, as well as subscribing to our newsletter. And although we are making progress on the COVID front, I can't believe we still have to say this, you want to keep up to date on workplace issues relating to the pandemic and particularly post-lockdown issues by checking out our COVID-19 Resource Center on our website. But as we always say, none of that replaces legal advice tailored to your specific circumstances. If you think that you may need an employment lawyer, you probably do. Please feel free to reach out to us. Past episodes can be found on YouTube, on our website, and archived on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you like our page or subscribe to our channel, you will receive notifications when the episodes are live. Our next episode will be on September 20th, and we'll be joined by Christine Miles for a conversation about job interviews and the power of listening. Thanks, as always, to Rob, Rebecca, and Mark for helping put the show together. See you next time.